Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 821 on Jacksonville's Morning News, in-depth in Duval County. We have a gun violence problem in the city of Jacksonville. State Attorney Melissa Nelson rolling out additional directives that are related to the prosecution of gun crimes, longer prison sentences for felons who pose a, a threat to public safety. She joins me live on Jacksonville's Morning News. Uh, can you kind of unpack a little bit more about how significant of a change this is for the assistant state attorneys within your office as uh, gun felonies occur? Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, so the the gun violence that is plaguing our city is not new. Um, this approach is new. We did a deep dive audit um, over the course of several months, looking at uh, qualitatively and quantitatively how we were handling and resolving prohibited people, and that's convicted felons or um, adjudicated delinquent juveniles who are prohibited from having guns um, when they're caught with a gun, how we, were, how we were making those cases and how we were resolving them. And from that audit came these um, directives and a toolkit essentially that will give guidance to our prosecutors in identifying and classifying those people who pose the greatest public safety risk um, to us all and treating them accordingly. In that uh, toolkit, Melissa, our checklist that the assistant state attorneys would use, can you kind of provide a little bit of clarity on, does that kind of black and white the issue for the assistant state attorney so there isn't a whole lot of gray area and you can have a real clear approach? And then how do you measure success off of that? So as to the first part of your question, um, the goal of this is twofold, um, this toolkit and these checklists. It's one, to ensure the uniform that we as an office are handling these cases uniformly and consistently, and that offenders um, know and can expect sure and certain punishment for certain offenses. So these are this doesn't strip our lawyers of discretion. Um, they will always still be able to use discretion, and we recognize every case is different, um, and we make decisions every single day on a case-by-case basis. However, the public should have an expectation that our office will act consistently um, across the board as it relates to gun violence. And, and that's what these tools seek to do. As to auditing them, we will continue every six months to look at um, the efficacy and effectiveness and utilization rate of these tools. Are we using them in every case? And um, what, if any, impact are, are these, you know, this new approach ha- having? So you look six months out. Do do you judge success on the number of felons you've put away for a number of years? Do you see gun crimes reduce in a certain percentage? How are you going to feel as though, hey, we report six months out a year out, this is working? Look, certainly, I would I would love to be able to say that this has an impact on uh, gun violence, but frankly, crime guns in this city are ubiquitous, and um, a- actually expecting that this will have a general deterrent effect, I think is unlikely. What I do know is that it will nonetheless have a specific deterrent effect. I know that if we have somebody who's pulling a trigger and they're in jail or prison, they can't hurt or kill somebody while they're incapacitated. Um, So how we measure success will really be threefold. 
the utilization rate of these tools and then the outcomes um, if our outcomes are consistent with the guidance provided in those tools. Are there additional steps being considered by your office and can the state attorney's office address some of the root causes for gun violence? Sure. As I say all the time, you cannot um, address violence with just an enforcement strategy. And that's that's essentially what this is. Uh, Prosecutors, you know, we open our files open after the bad thing has already happened. So, frankly, we're limited in uh, the tools that we have at our disposal and having any impact on crime. However, enforcement is a very important piece of any um, multifaceted crime reduction strategy. The other pieces obviously are very important to your point, and that is to get to root cause. And so prevention and intervention efforts are as equally as important as um, enforcement efforts. And I know we don't have time this morning, but yes, our office is engaged in both prevention and intervention efforts to the extent that um, we have the capacity to do that. But those are those are very important prongs of a multifaceted crime reduction strategy. The stra- the change uh, and, and what you rolled out to the assistant state attorneys, is there a model that you can look to in Florida that you'll be able to kind of uh, draw off of? Or might there be any challenges to the changes? Or uh, I, I guess I do wonder how exactly did you model the ideas? Can we look to a comparison to say, hey, apples to apples, this works really well in this place and it might work this well in Jacksonville and in this circuit? So we looked at Um, both the Department of Justice and while we're talking about federal offenses, we looked at the research done on uh, prohibited convicted felons and the recidivism rates. If they have prior violent felony convictions, that um, helped inform our classification of high threat to um, on a spectrum to low threat. We um, looked at what was done in New York City. Obviously, that's in today's environment out the window, but there had been a significant um, reduction in gun violence. We brought a, an author and speaker who had designed a plan for their city here to Jacksonville, and he addressed our prosecutors. His research um, also informed our thinking. And frankly, as well, it was opening our files ourselves and going through them and reading the dockets and then looking at the trends in our office about how we were resolving um, these cases in our criminal courtrooms. So, yes, we did look to, to research. We did look to other jurisdictions. But we also used um, our own experience here and, and and looking at the problem that is unique to to here as well. And you can see uh, in greater detail the plan. And uh, we do appreciate your time, State Attorney Melissa Nelson, this morning as we unpack a lot more on a very complex issue, but an important issue in our community. We'll follow up with you over the coming weeks and months ahead. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.